You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 30. Welcome back, subconscious podcasters. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good, does it? Hi, my name is Thomas Miller. I'm your guide into the realms of the subconscious mind, and we have another great topic today. It's a continuation of the last podcast. If you haven't listened to number 29, you really ought to listen to it and even put a little bit of space between 29 and 30 because we had an exercise in number 29 that we're going to pick up on. And if you didn't do it, the impact of this one is not going to be quite as great. Just saying there was a little bit of homework. And if you did that homework, <laughs> you know, so, so the last podcast was about resistance. I can't tell you in the last two weeks how much resistance there has been in my life, and especially about the first 48 or 72 hours after recording that podcast, I was like in this resistance zone. Best way I could describe it was kind of like walking through a little minefield and boom, here's resistance up over here, boom, resistance over here. And just tiptoeing through the day, it was like, damn it. I mean, it was just nuts. Well, then I had, so I went through that. And then I knew where I wanted to go in this direction of what we're going to talk about today. And the really cool thing that started to happen is everywhere I turned, I mean, everywhere I looked, I couldn't look around the corner that something huge relevant about this topic showed up. And that happened every day, sometimes a couple of times within the same day. So I just had to sit back and let the universe do what it was doing and absorb this because it was like a waterfall. So sometimes that happens. You know, in our path, you you have an agenda and the universe says, slow down. Let's just absorb this. And that's what happened for me in getting ready for this podcast. So it's been a very clear message to me, and I hope that it translates as that to you. Now, really, what we're going to talk about here today is, well, you could say it's the secret part two or the sequel to the secret. If you remember Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, or if you have been searching for the Holy Grail, thank God, stand by, it will be within this podcast. And, you know, I thought that that would be kind of funny until <laughs> until um, I was listening to a Jack Canfield webinar this week. You know who he is, the author of the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, one of the greatest publishing successes of all time. And you know that that webinar was about this topic, basically, of what we're going to talk about, because that's what just kept showing up in my life for every day. But Jack Canfield was talking about the secret and this topic that we're going to talk about and said that really the secret only goes so far and that you have to mm, you have to pick up from there. But I, I knew what he was talking about because in that audio program that I have over on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com, it's called The Science of Getting Rich. It's a great series with Jack Canfield, Bob Proctor, and Michael Beckwith, who were all in the secret. But Jack Canfield does a little closing synopsis at the end of every segment. And in one of them, he said, 
that he, and this really stuck out to me, he said that he built his company twice, first in his mind and then out in the marketplace. So when I heard him say in this webinar this week that, you know, the secret will only the, – the concept of the secret, basically, you know, the concept of the secret is that if you can visualize something, then you can see it fulfill in your life. And he was saying that that will only go so far, and the it's a perfect setup for what we're talking about today. And in that context, when he visualized it twice, Jack Canfield – keeps a uh, portfolio, a notebook, uh, it's like a photo album of things that he wants to have happen in his life still to this day. He was amazing. I really enjoyed listening to that. Jack Canfield is 68 years old, and he is working on a program to do 100 push-ups a day, and he's up to about 80. Can you believe that? That is just so inspiring. He said he was following a program that he got on an app, a phone app, and that uh, that was what he was working through to get up to 100 push-ups a day. Does 20 in a block and then rests and then does 20 more. And with that, he's up to about 80 now. You go, Jack. That's awesome. Now, I said that this material kept coming up over and over and over, and I wanted to give you a couple of the actual sources where it came from. There was a video recently posted by Marie Forleo on Just Get Busy. All right, that showed up. In that video, she mentioned an author that she loves to read, and that is Stephen Pressfield. So I looked over at a couple of his titles, and one of them is called Do the Work, and that's where I started. And oh my God, it is just a perfect parallel to exactly what we're talking about here. So that showed up. And then a good friend of mine, Robert D. Smith, I have put the link on the website, subconsciousmindmastery.com, to this YouTube video by my friend Robert D. Smith. Now, let me tell you about Robert. Robert and I met in 2000 when we were part of a traveling group that was following Tony Robbins around to several locations around the world, literally. Now, I had just gone through divorce number one, and for some reason, I thought this would be great therapy to go hang around with Tony Robbins, and it was. It was an awesome experience, but also the people that I got to meet on that trip. So one of the tours, and I believe it was in the summertime, was that we flew to Paris, and we stayed in Paris for a couple of days, did some touring. Tony did some private meetings with us there. And then we got on the Orient Express, and we took off at night for Venice. Now, if you want to get the sheer essence of this, you've got to go on YouTube and just look at something about the Orient Express, because it is one of the most magical, beautiful, amazing, wonderful, sensual, romantic experiences you could ever imagine. And you get on in Paris at night. You, you have dinner about 10 o'clock in the evening like they do in Europe often. And then the train is just so immaculately and beautifully detailed. And then you wake up in the Alps the next morning. And I'm telling you, it is absolutely the most magical experience you could ever imagine. Now, I was just divorced. So there were several single people on this trip who got paired together. And my roommate... On the Orient Express was Robert Smith from Nashville, Tennessee. 
But I have to tell you, we it, Robert is the funniest guy you've ever been around. He, as a business, he manages Andy Andrews, who is a best-selling author, wrote The Traveler's Gift and several other novels. And Robert is his manager. But Andy started out in comedy, and these two guys are, I'm telling you, you just, you're in tears, you're in stitches. He is so funny. And some of that humor comes through on this little YouTube video, and I put a link to it on the uh, website over there with this post. So if you want to go check that out, if you're over on iTunes, check out the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com because Robert's message is get busy. And he's doing all of this in context of a book that he just put out where he celebrated his 20,000th day on the earth. And he was – the topic of the book is evaluating you have 20, where you are at 20,000 days. It's a really cool theme. So Robert Smith, I just wanted to introduce you to him. And then this Jack Canfield webinar came along, and it was all about the topic today. And then Dr. Darren Weissman, who I love and is on Hay House Radio and one of the hot, popular Hay House authors now, Dr. Darren Weissman and his lifeline technique that made so much of a difference to me, which is really all about the subconscious mind in itself. Definitely check him out, DarrenWeissman.com. His topic on Hay House Radio last week was, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? So those are some of the places where this topic just continued to show up in my life time after time after time. All right, let's do a quick review of last week. We were talking about the topic of resistance. Defined resistance as anything that keeps you from being fully in the present moment. And the homework was to capture and write down everything that came up or showed up for you where you were not in the present moment now and to assign a value of that from one to ten. This is just recognizing it, observing it, and then to look at the other side of that resistance and say if you knew that you could be completely successful and you were a total creator and you were guaranteed success, what would you create in that situation? So for those of you who are following the sequence and did the homework, I would ask, how did it go? <laughs> so like me, did you face a lot of extra resistance by listening to that podcast? If you did, I'm sorry. But, you know, resistance, you'll find out in a minute, can really be our friend. But, man, did I ever get clobbered with resistance. So what was on your list? What were some of the items that showed up? And by the way, did you notice, is there a pattern with you as well with me that – a lot of the resistance items deal with other people. <laughs> I don't know if that showed up on your on your list or not, but I would bet that probably eight out of ten of you, yeah, that was the majority. Some of the things that showed up on my list, I, I'll tell you what, I'm not, I realized very clearly that I am not present in traffic. Yellow lights, red lights, people who speed up in front of you to throw their brakes on and turn to the right all of a sudden. Sometimes eh, with a signal, sometimes maybe not. But, you know, there's not six cars behind you. I mean, what? What's? why do you have to speed up to – anyway. Then I went to ship a package, and there was a trainee at the register. And then I got back to the office, and there were a series of emails from some of the employees at my medical clinic – that were asking questions of me, they were addressed to me. These emails were addressed just to me, asking questions that they could very easily either A, Google, or B, just do themselves. You ever get that? You feel like the cosmic dumping ground? 
the Google of manifested flesh, <laughs> like like you've got all the answers, right? I don't know. Google it. But the list went on and on. And I'll tell you, it was for it was a great awareness exercise for me. And I'm going to continue it. I like the exercise so much to show where resistance is manifesting or is appearing in your life. But this project is not intended for you to try to fix the resistance, but just to observe it. Because if you try to fix it, fixing it is resistance. So the purpose of this is simply to recognize it, to observe it. And as Stephen Pressfield said in his book, Do the Work, that resistance can actually be used as a compass to point you in the directions you need to go. He was, he suggests that where you see the greatest resistance are the areas that you exactly need to work on the most. Head in those directions. You're on the right track, but not from the standpoint of trying to fix it, but just from a standpoint of observation. Hmm, there's a lot of resistance in this area. Maybe I should head that way. And that transitions or segues into the Holy Grail, the secret of the secret. And that is get busy. And you're like, yeah, right. But that's the deal. And that's it was so wild to hear Jack Canfield allude to that. And of course, it was the topic of today's webinar. But as he was saying, the movie The Secret or the concept of visualization will only get you so far. And here's how this really cool stuff started to stack up for me. So the message is, Get off your freaking butt and get into action. That's what Robert Smith says in his little YouTube video. Do I have to wake up at 2.30 in the morning and give you a swift kick in the butt? Is that what you need? Is a kick in the butt? I'm coming over. You'll have to watch the video for any of that to make sense. But this is where I got just blown away because as I'm reading through this Stephen Pressfield book called Do the Work, he says that the opposite of resistance is assistance. And that's when you put two and two together, because I think a lot of us who explore this material about manifesting and visualizing and all this, and I'm going to be careful here. Oh, golly, I'm stepping out on some thin ice, but I want to I want to just put this concept out. And the reason I'm the only reason I'm saying this now is because in a webinar or teleconference yesterday, the same thing was confirmed. Here was somebody who basically said, I define what I want, but I'm not willing to go do the actions necessary to bring it to pass. It's almost like we want it given to us or we want it to slide down the chimney or we just want it to be waiting for us there. We want the quickest, easiest path. And I'll tell you, this is the subconscious mind fitting into this equation as well, because as you know, the subconscious mind will steer and drive your fulfillments. And this is where it all clicked for me with this whole space of self-help and how we try to improve ourselves is that we are overshadowed by this programming of our subconscious mind, and it drives everything. And I didn't realize that until I was nary 50 years old and I was looking back over the decades and I realized that so many of the things that I had subconsciously impregnated but then forgot and didn't work on them 
manifested over time. And that's why this message is so important for those of you in your 20s or even your 30s, that if you can grasp that you can reprogram the past and you can reprogram your subconscious mind to create the future that you want, and if you will hold that in your subconscious mind and then look away and get busy with something else, When you reach your 50s and 60s, you will look back and see that those things that were programmed into your subconscious mind fulfilled. But this conversation is about what do we do with these things that we want now? It's like the nurse in Australia, my friend who wrote the letter about manifesting the bag of potato chips while she was working away during the day. She was thinking that the law of attraction was a bunch of crap. And she got home and found the very bag of potato chips that she had also been thinking about all day while she was thinking that the law of attraction was a bunch of crap. The bag, the size, the label, the flavor, everything brought to her by her partner that evening who never buys her anything. Well, see, we want that bag of potato chips at the end of our day, but it might be uh, $100,000 or a million dollars, or it might be a hot chick or a hot guy waiting for us at the bar. Just, oh, hi, I'm glad you finally showed up. Or it might be a new car that we've kind of had our eye on and need because the old clunker's not getting us around quite so well anymore. We want that to just show up. It's almost like we want this universal sugar daddy. Back to Pressfield for a moment. He describes the universe as this dichotomy. He says, on the one hand, the universe is quite a dangerous place. And again, I think that side is underemphasized. Remember, everything operates according to the seven laws of the universe. And one of those seven laws is the law of polarity, that there are opposites. So while we hear and acknowledge the teaching that the universe wants to bless us and look at the expansion and growth of the universe over time, look at the world around us, the process of how the world has evolved and where we've gotten to where we are today, all of that signifies growth. But also along the way, there are setbacks and there is destruction and the, and the universe will wipe things out. Like when I went up to Moore, Oklahoma and toured that damage, I was thinking about that community just the other day and thinking about that catastrophic damage from that spring tornado this year. So, yes, while the universe wants to bless us, there is also an adversarial side to it as well. But, hey, I am completely willing to take on that the opposite of resistance is assistance. And if you think about the more inaction that you get, the more assistance you're going to get. I am totally all about taking that one on. Have you known people who were working their plan and things just kept showing up for them over and over and over? And you just wonder, how in the world do they do it? I worked with a guy For 12 seasons, I produced a television show called The Bass Masters, and it was a show about professional fishing events around the country. Well, that whole organization, that whole movement was started by a guy by the name of Ray Scott back in 1968, and Ray was literally laying in a motel room in Mississippi one night selling insurance and got the inspiration or the idea to create this fraternity of bass fishermen. And, of course, back then there was no Facebook, obviously, in the late 60s, no Internet, no cell phones. How in the world did we live? And within – but he 
as he started to unfold that vision, that was the universe tapping him on his shoulder with his life's purpose. And as he walked through the steps of putting that company together, and he worked it ferociously. With he gave it everything he had, heart and soul, day and night, putting that together. And along the way. Just the right people started to show up of what he needed in key positions. Bob Cobb to become the publisher of his magazine. Harold Taft to run his tournaments for him. Helen Severe to do the marketing and a lot of the business administration. Forest Wood and Ranger Boats and this whole industry was created from that incubation and those people coming together. And was it miraculous? Was it assisted? Absolutely. But it was all done in the context of massive action. And to complete the loop again, I think when you don't have things like that show up, and you wonder, God, how do people like that do it? It goes back to resistance. How much resistance is there in your psyche that you're pressing against what the universe is trying to give you? I know Ray Scott quite well, and I know that when that idea tapped him on the shoulder, he was all in. There was no resistance, and he. Got his feet busy and started moving. So if you have a vision or a dream and it's not coming together, go back and take a look at those points of resistance. Read Pressfield's book, Do the Work. That'll help clear your head out a lot right there. So the obvious remaining next topic to complete this conversation is how to take the most effective action. Right? <laughs> Once you want to get busy, well, let's get busy being productive. Let's get busy hitting the target more often than not. Let's get busy making sure we're headed in the right direction. Well, obviously, there are advanced degree programs, business schools, studies, lifelong learning on that topic. I would say if you are not regularly digesting something that helps you grow, start. A commitment today that every day you will feed yourself with something that will help you grow in some direction by listening to this podcast, by staying with me for twenty-two minutes. You're already on the track of that, but expand that out. I'm listening right now to a an audio book by John Maxwell called Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth. Great stuff in there. I've been listening to that one while I've been riding my bicycle. So, couple of how many? I don't know how many hours the book is, but let's say. Four, five, six rides, and I'll have that one done. I'm, I think I'm over halfway through with it already. But there's some great stuff in there. And while I'm riding the bike, and it's just thinking about it, and then you just, I've already taken steps based on what I've heard the last couple of bike rides from listening to that audiobook. And one of his tenets, one of the fifteen, in fact, one of the top of the fifteen, is according to him, is that with your growth, you have to be intentional. It won't. Happen by itself. You have to be determined. You have to be focused. Set a course and open up to things as they come. We were talking about Tony Robbins, and one of his great lines is "Success leaves clues." So find some successful people and hang around them. Jim Rohn, you will become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You will become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Who's influencing you? Who is putting? Energy in your space. Who are, who is putting thoughts in your mind? You will become the average of the five most frequent of those. That can be a little scary on one hand, but it can also be encouraging if you have the right voices surrounding you. 
And remember, it's all about programming the subconscious mind. The reason you keep doing what you do and get the same results is because of the programming of your subconscious mind. It, the subconscious, is the connector or the portal to the universal field. So if you create a new action list today and it's predicated on you fulfilling it with that same programming that got you where you are today, you're, you're going to get the same result. Duh. You didn't need to come here and have me tell you that. So at least here's a step where you can get started. When you begin to take a new action, let's say it's something, something here has sparked you to step it up. You do well to go back and analyze some past actions. Look at where you've been stuck. Look at where things didn't work out for you or things didn't show up for you. Look at where things didn't complete, where you dropped off in the middle. Figure out what's behind that. Figure out the programming that's causing that to happen. And then you go about the steps of reprogramming that part of your subconscious mind. Now, the quickest, easiest, fastest path to that reprogramming, I think, is a mentor or a coach. Someone who you trust, someone who works with energy and is aware of the subconscious mind, and someone who has had a success in their life in the area that you want to improve. If you want to become a millionaire, you by God better be talking to somebody who is a millionaire, someone who has made the journey ahead of you, someone who owns the ticket. They know the knowledge. They've made it work in their life. And then close the loop again. Assistance will come to your aid. I got I started to work on this just recently. I wanted to really up my game as far as money. So the life coach that I've been working with all this year is a millionaire. I subscribe to and am involved in an immersion program that is being run by another millionaire. And already, just in the last couple of weeks, I probably have quadrupled the amount of focus and attention and resources combined over the whole last year. I've already probably quadrupled just in the last couple of weeks just by focusing on it, and then the resources have started to show up. And again, when the resources do knock on your door, take action. Buy the book. Join the course. Enroll in the program. Go to the meeting. Say yes to the invitation. And honor each one of those as the gift of assistance from the universe. And probably the best way that you can acknowledge and honor that gift is to give it your absolute fullest. Give it everything you've got. All right, now here's another one. I told you things just kept jumping out at me. My son had this book here this summer, and I bought it on the Kindle, haven't read it yet. And then Jack Canfield mentions it on the webinar yesterday. There are two of them written parallel. The one that we have, the one that my son and I have, is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And then another one is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y. And those books have the same message, and that is basically that little, small things done every day consistently over time will eventually compound into big things. You know, that's the deal. I mean, we want to take the pill. We want to buy the latest technology. We want to find the holy grail. We want to do whatever it is to expedite, to speed up. And believe me, I'm the worst about this. I want things to happen now. And that's actually resistance. So the lesson is do small things every day and do them over time. When Jack Canfield on this webinar was talking about his 100 push-ups, 
He said that the reason that he has the vitality at 68 is because of this vitamin and mineral nutrient system that he's been doing for years. He says he does it does it every day for years, and now in his late 60s has more energy than a lot of people do in their 50s. But it's not that it happened overnight; it's the compounding. Here's another practical suggestion, and that is take five steps every day toward. Your goal. So, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, and by the way, <laughs> have you clearly defined your goals? And before you brush this off as an oh goals conversation, seriously, do you have written down right now that you could turn to or point to on your、uh, computer or your Evernote program or whatever it is, wherever you keep it? Can you point quickly to your goals for the month of August? Do you know what they are? You really should have them memorized. What about your goals for 2013? Did you set any up at the beginning of the year? The year is almost three quarters over. Have you reviewed them? Obviously, if we don't know where we're going, then how in the world are we going to get there? So let's take some action together to get this started. If you don't at least have 2013 and August goals, start there. List out something that you'd like to see happen before October 1st. Let's give it six weeks. That's at least if you're listening to this about the time that it was released. If not, pick your own time frame. What month and what year are you in? What goals do you have for that time period? Don't get overwhelmed by this. Don't take on too much. And then five steps every day to move you toward those goals. Five steps. Commit to five things every day. Get in action. Realize the more in action you are, the more assistance will come to your aid. And do it. With less resistance, put that package together, and your life will start to move forward. It's an absolute guaranteed principle. And now you know the rest of the secret. Enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. We'll see you next time. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host, based on personal experience only, and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests, and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.